Blog Talk Radio. They're having a problem because it's the second time I've been on the studio. Um, so it's going to start in just a second, I think. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing fine, honey. Okay. Good, good, good. So hopefully it will start. We merge the calls. All right. One second. It's merged. Okay. Dad's not recording. They've had problems today, so I have to make sure. Damn it. Darn it, sorry. That's all right. Take your time. Okay. Mm. Mm. Okay. Let me call you right back, Dad. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Okay, good. Okay, uh, Dad, we're on the air, and um, hopefully it's recording, and we've got a cool show today uh, all about, uh, well, let you tell us about the show and, and get started. So I'm glad you're here, by the way. God coaching with Gene Abbott. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, quite an introduction here for Gene Abbott, but uh, I'm here, you're here, and I hope that God's here. I, mean, I hope the Holy Spirit is here, Mr. Holy T would say. But uh, I want to talk today about, well, I want to talk about Elijah, but every time I talk about Elijah, I come, something else comes up. But uh, I'll talk about Elijah. Who was Elijah, anyway? He was a prophet of God, like a preacher. Somebody don't know what a prophet is, he's a preacher. But anyway, he's an unusual guy, really. Uh, God shows him. He described in one passage of scriptures that he was a man with a holy hair, meaning a lot of hair all over his body, his hair, his head. Must have been a wild-looking guy, kind of like John the Baptist. Uh, I mean, just he was a he had a belt, big lumber type belt around his waist, and he had a hair all over his head and in every part of his body, and he just is an unusual guy. But I tell you what, he was he is a man with power. He had Godly power, and um, a lot of times people are weird, and he was a real weirdo. But he is a man that God trusted with power. He raised the dead, he healed the sick, he did a lot of things in life. But I tell you what he did: do. he made Ahab and Jezebel angry. I mean, mad. Uh, he was a man that ran from God, not ran from God, ran because God put a drought in the earth. And he ran into a place, he lived in a place, God told him to go to this place called a, a, brook, a, river, a brook. And he got to feed him, and he sent ravens to bring him bread and meat. Wow. And find the brook, I mean, the, I mean, the brook dried up. God said, we're sending to another place. On his way there, 
He ran to a widow. That's an unmarried woman, right? She had married her husband died. And uh, he ran, he went with her. There she was gathering sticks to make her last meal because she's ready to die and her son's ready to die. Didn't have any money. Been a drowning land. And, you know, Elijah said, uh, what are you doing, honey? I mean, Mr. <laughs> Ma'am. I didn't mean to call her honey. But anyway, he said, what are you doing? And she said, well, I'm gathering my sticks and make a fire, make some bread and my meat, and I'll feed it to my son, and we're just going to die because we don't have any money. We don't have any place or nothing. Just, they were destitute, but they had a house. And he said, I'll tell you what. Take your uh, sticks and make me a loaf of bread, and we'll share it. She said, well, I have enough for you, enough for me, but not for you. He said, go ahead and make me a little bit, and I promise you it'll be all right. That's the kind of guy he was. Well, anyway, she did what he said because he was a man of God. She knew him, and he made the bread. I mean, she made the bread. She had oil. She had everything ready for bread, and he said, bring it to me. So he brought it. And he said, I'll tell you what, hon. You will never have to worry again because God will feed you. And you'll never run out of bread and oil in the mixture that you have. For two or three years, he stayed there with a widow. And she never did another thing as far as her making food or getting food because it was always there. A miracle that God supplied Elijah, the widow, and her son with proper food. Then a strange thing happened. The son died. The baby boy died. She said, is it because of my sin? What was sin was she talking about? The scripture doesn't tell us. It's a mystery to me. But I have my opinion, but I'm not going to give it because people get all excited about them because what I, what I think happened, well, I'm not going to tell you. Because it was a sin, but was she in sin? I, she called herself sin. Elijah said, let me have that boy. She took him. She took the boy. He took the boy from the widow, went upstairs to the room he was living in. He laid down on the bed. He cried to God. said, God, heal this boy. Cried out twice. And the kid raised his head, opened his eyes. He picked the boy up, took him back downstairs and said, here, ma'am, here's your boy back alive. She said, surely you are a man of God. Well, how many people could raise the dead? You know, in America, if you're sick, you go to the hospital. If you die, you die. It's reported that a man wants to die. But in Liza's case, he didn't accept death. There are men in this world they have not accepted death. You know, Christ healed Lazarus. Paul raised the dead. There's been men have raised the dead. We know that uh, Apostle John, you know, John was the apostle by Jesus Christ. He said, if you love Christ, you'll keep his commandments, and he will make himself obvious to you. You want to see Christ? You're going to see how he works. If you keep his commandments, you love him, he will make himself. 
It says manifest, but in the Greek it means obvious. He'll make himself manifest to you or obvious to you. Along every day I pray that God will make himself obvious to me. Then we don't have to worry about whether it's recorded or not. We just know. And today, America make make themselves obvious to Christ. And Christ will make himself obvious to America. You know, we're facing a time in America where people like Nancy Pelosi, I'm calling a name I shouldn't maybe, but Nancy Pelosi and, and so many women have ought against God. They don't even recognize God. But we're facing a time, folks, remember this, that God is going to judge this climate, this world, this universe, this country. It may be soon. Be ready for God's wrath because it's going to pour out. Because if he if he destroyed the earth with a great flood because men, man sinned against himself, man sinned and God judged the world, and he would he would do that. What more would he do if he if he went against his own son, his only begotten son, John three sixteen. Apostle John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You know, I ask you, if you were, you had a daughter, I have two, I have a daughter, and and I decided that I'm going to judge this world, would I sacrifice my daughter? God did sacrifice his own son. Well, what more would he do when you weren't turn against the sun as the United States is doing today. We don't we don't obey God. We don't love God. We acknowledge God a lot of times. We know what God is talking about. We say yes, 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 yes all the time, but it doesn't mean anything. When you love God, you change your ways. You know, T is on the phone with me now and she will tell you that her father that's me. There's certain things that that you don't understand. Uh, but in my way of thinking, I changed my way when she was dying of asthma. Me and night, I'd be up at nighttime. I'd uh, we'd run out of uh, I forget the name of the medicine called, but we'd we'd be up and I'd be up at nighttime trying to get more of this medicine if if we didn't have it because. We let the prescriptions run out. I but put her in a bathtub full of ice. I her down because her temperature was 105 and climbing. She's going to die. But somehow God rescued her and healed her as in a miracle, which brought me back to him, to God. But anyway, Elijah carried on with all his going, coming and going. There was a king named Ahab. And he tried to steal a vineyard from this guy. Well, the king he didn't have to steal; he just took it. Cause Jezebel told him, "said Well, he don't have to worry about the guy; he just take the bit, the vineyard." So Ahab, Ahab, we did. And uh, Elijah reprimanded him, and reprimanded him to the point where Ahab and Jezebel were both angry. Well, who in the world is this little guy with the wild hair and leather belts and all that stuff and running around like a hippie? 
Oh, I shouldn't say hippie, but running around with strange clothes. Anyway, Ahab tried to persecute him. Well, God said, uh, won't you just not let it rain for three and a half years? He didn't say three and a half years, but that's how it went. So Elijah said, what do you mean, God? What do you want to let him go without? Just tell him he's gonna, what he's going to do, what he's going to do. So he looked at Ahab and he said, Ahab, I tell you what, you try to persecute me, you try to run me down, you try to do everything. He said, I'm going to run this country for three and a half years. You know what would happen to this United States, to the world, to where you live? If it didn't rain, it didn't no moisture fall from the earth, I mean, fall from the sky for three and a half years. You see what would get involved? Well, anyway, that happened to Ahab. And there were three and a half years, no rain. Ahab tried to find Elijah. That he wanted to make it rain, but Elijah hid. So the king sent his captain and 50 men to find Elijah. Elijah sitting up on top of this hill. He said, God, destroy these people. They come and get me. So God killed 50 men and the captain. Fire. About a month later, King sent 50 more men and the captain. Elijah saw them. He asked God, said, God, protect me. So God protected him. He sent fire to kill the captain and his 50 men. By this time, the king was disturbed. What now? What can I do with this guy? He said, I'm going to send 50 more men and the captain. And the third guy, the third captain, came with his 50 men. He crawled on his hands and knees to Elijah and said, please don't kill me. I know your God is powerful enough to kill me. So God relented and did not kill him. And he protected Ahab without killing anybody. Anyway, Ahab going on his way. I mean, Elijah was going on his way. And lo and behold, he he told Ahab, Ahab, it's going to rain. I'm going to have it let it come and rain. And, but I want you to do me a favor. You have a couple of prophets and false prophets come, or preachers, and I'll come. We'll go up on the Mount Carmel, and we'll see who can make rain. Wow. So Ahab did not send two prophets, but he sent 450 prophets. Elijah, who had was by himself. So they climbed up on the mountain and they said, I want you to build an altar. Uh, Elijah said this. He said, I want you to build an altar. And we'll pray God bring the rain. We'll bring fire and we'll burn everything in the altar. And then after that it will rain. And you go first. Says, there's 450 of you and there's only me. Let's do it. So the false prophets built, and with the people around, they built this altar, a gigantic altar, rocks and stones, etc. And they began to pray. In the older times, they did a lot of wonderful things and mean things. But they prayed, and as they said, pray. They uh, cut themselves a sword that 
tongues is just going like crazy. Well, what did Elijah do with all this going on? He'd run around the, he'd run around the altar, and he was making mocking. He said, maybe they go to the bathroom. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's going to whatever. They carried on until nightfall, almost night. By this time, they weirded them, themselves out. And as they stopped praying and slashing their sails with swords and shouting in tongues and doing all the mean, wild, wonderful things, you know, I just said, repair the altar. And I want you to dig a trench around the altar. And dig a trench around the altar. Now fill the trench up with water. They haul water up. They filled up with trenches, stones. And Elijah got down on his face and he prayed to God, the Almighty God. Well, God, I did what you said do. done everything you do. Now show your power. You know what happened? And lo and behold, out of heaven came this flashing fire and it burned up the altar. It sucked the water up that they had said. The trenches were filled with water and it, it filled it, took the trenches out of water and it, it burned everything around. It burned it scores to the ground. With a simple prayer. You know, that's what God will do. If you're in tune with God and he manifests or makes him just obvious to you, there's no dealing, there's no power that's beyond him because he created everything. You know, one of the things I like about the Bible is the stories in it. They have Elijah and Abraham and Noah and uh, scores and scores of men, Paul, Apostle Paul, and God controls them all. And he controls you if you will let him. But you know what? He doesn't go against your free will. If you choose not to do it, that's okay with me. I won't do it. But God doesn't do anything it's against the free will of man. God allows you, remember, God allows you to have your free will, even though he created mankind. He created mankind so that they would serve him against, against any odds. They would serve him because they love him. Do you love God? I, you know, I love God with all my heart. I don't have any problems with that lo- not loving God. God loves the human being. He loves the human being to worship him. And I mean worship. That means love, honor, and obey. But anyway, that was Elijah. And it had burned the altar down. So God said, get those 450 false prophets. And he slayed them. <laughs> he he took them off the mountain, had the men follow him, and he stayed 450 of them and put them on the ground to die. Now, what he did to himself or had the men that came off the mountain with him, I don't know. But the 450 people died as a result of Elijah, who had asked God to kill them. He asked God for rain. He asked God for fire. He asked God to kill the people. God killed them. God will honor your prayer. Now, I'm not saying... You like this, dislike somebody, say, so go kill them. I'm not saying that. He was in the will of God, the power of God. And he vindicated Elijah by answering his prayer. But remember that he was always in God's will. He was always doing what God wanted him to do. But anyway, now remember I said always. Came off the mountain and killed the 450 people. Ahab went back to his palace in Jezebel, 
a wonderful woman, beautiful, but wonderful, <laughs> a wonderful in a bad way. She said, sent words to Elijah, she said, you know what you did today to my prophets. I buy in the morning. I'll have you. I'll have you the same way. And Elijah got scared. Here was a man that called fire from heaven, had rain, and fed by the brooks, raving by the food, had raised the dead with with his wind. He got scared. What did he do when he got scared? He ran, dropped off his partner that was with him, and he ran from what? For um, Jezebel. He got scared of Jezebel. Went on about their business. But before he left there, he asked uh, one of the people with him, he said, uh, is, there, is there rain on the mountain yet? And they said, no. And they said, well, he, I prayed to God there'd be rain. And rain is three and a half years, and the earth is really dry. It's a desert, like, it's a real desert. Because, I mean, you can imagine if it hasn't rained in three and a half years. But right when he was ready to give up on praying, he looked and he said to the guy, he said, please go up and look again, see if you see. He said, way in the future, I see a black cloud about the size of your hand. And as it, go, as it, as it grew larger and larger, and all at once it was black as midnight, and rain began to fall and it watered the earth. And that's the kind of power that Elijah had, is the power of him, are of God. It's of God. Anyway, he ran, went up in the mountains again, and he hid in a cave. He said, God, I am worthless. I said, what are you talking about? What? Get out of here. Get in this cave and get out of here. <laughs> so Elijah came out of the cave, and he said, I have 7,000 people that have not turned from God. And how dare you say that I am not worthy? Now, here was a man of God, had done all these marvelous, miracle things in doubting God. And God had to show him that nothing could stop him. But Elijah went on about their business. Marvelous thing happened, Elijah. As he faced Ahab, Jezebel, and all, anybody that didn't believe in God, everybody was against him even though he had great power. But he's a wild and woolly guy. And uh, so God said, you know, Elijah, he said, you have done a lot of things for me, and you followed everything I said do. I'm going to take you home with me. Now, what does that mean, take me home? It means raptured. It means taking him taking up into heaven. By that time, he had called Elisha, his a fellow servant, Elijah, and Elijah was traveling down the road. People said to Elijah, you know where you're going? He said, yeah, I know where I'm going. said, uh, Elijah wants me to go with him, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I think God's going to take him. How's he going to take him? He said, how do I know? I'm not God. But just be quite shut up. So they did. Traveling down, on down the road to uh, the river, Damascus, he took his cape off, he rolled it up, and he smacked the water, and the water went east and west, and there's a trench. He crossed the river. Elisha was following him. 
He said, Elisha, now here's what you need to do. Bada boom, bada bang. He told him what to do. And I said, I'm not going to die. Elisha said, I'm not going to die. I'm going to you. Well, what can I do for you? He said, if God takes you, will you give me a double load of Holy Spirit, Mr. Mr. Holy? <laughs> Elisha said, yes. But it's going to be hard for me. But if you'll follow me and know when I leave and you see me, you get this Holy Spirit. But as they're walking along, you know what came out of heaven? A chariot of fire. Took Elijah aboard, and off to heaven he went, and as he went, he dropped his his robe down, his armor garment. And Elijah took it, rolled it up, and smacked the waters in it, so it, east and west again. He was able to walk back. And Elijah great power that he had, all of it fell on Elijah. We hear a lot about Elijah after that, many miracles and many things he did, wild things he did. When uh, Christ showed himself over the the mountain in the New Testament now, there was Elijah and Moses on there. And Peter got so excited about it, he said, God, uh, Christ is, I build us four shelters, three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. I didn't know Elijah was on the mountain. Great light was up there, and it, 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 God, I mean, Christ was transformed. Maybe they had name tags. I don't know what they did. I don't know how they identified themselves. There was Elijah, Moses, and Christ. Elijah was taken up into heaven a thousand years previous to that. Here up on in Matthew, he says Elijah was, came down with Christ. Not came down, Christ is already here, hadn't been crucified on the cross. But Elijah and Moses appeared on the mountain. How do we know everybody's we live in heaven? Because uh, one testimony is Elijah and Moses. But anyway, as it, as we go, we go forth, and Elijah was a man of God. Are you people of God? Do you love Christ with all your heart? We hope so. But he'd be obvious to you if you love him and keep his commandments. And, you know, we could talk all day long about Elijah and his power. But that's for it. But for me, T, I'm going to stop right there. Okay? No problem. Uh, really quickly, I have one question. So he was uh, he was like Grizzly Adam, needed, <laughs> needed some landscaping, right? Landscaping. Ladies that you listen now or who listen later, you know what I'm talking about, landscaping. Okay, so, uh, uh, and I guess he never got married, right? Maybe. No, he didn't marry. He didn't, he didn't marry. marry. He didn't have children. That he never was a widow. He said he lived with a widow. I hear you, but they weren't married, or maybe they were like married. But whatever, I'm not even going to go there. So I don't want to go there either. Okay, good. So, but he had the little boy that he helped, and he spent three years there. Why did he spend such a long time there? With a widow? Yes. I did. It, the scripture doesn't say it intimates that he was there quite a long time. Okay. All right. Well. All right. Well, I understand. So, um, and then. Jezebel. That's the reason why they call people. She's a Jezebel. I've heard that before, haven't you? Right? She's a a little bit uh, loosey-goosey, right? So, and not very, 
means a little bit mean spirited, correct? I got you. Go ahead. All right. And then uh, some of the not a little bit mean spirited. She was definitely mean spirited. Well, okay, I'm being nice. <laughs> and so um, she's Nancy Pelosi, right? Back in the day, I'm just kidding. All right, just kidding. I I don't have any thoughts about stuff like that. I just wanted to crack a joke. Um, anyway, so that's that's uh, that's cool. And um, uh, the other thing is, is that you know you're talking about God, the wrath of God. The love of God is amazing too, don't you think that? I mean, the I love mean, of God is everything. Absolutely. Yeah. The love of God and the love of Christ. If you keep what Christ has asked you to do, how many would like to make it obvious that Christ is with you? How many would, would give anything to have this man called Christ, who's a heavenly priest living here on earth with you? Well, Christ will make himself obvious to you. Are you there? I am. I, I think that I, Christ is already, Christ and Joshua, I call him Joshua, Jesus, uh, Holy, Mr. Holy, and God, they're just like, they're cool. I, listen, I have to tell you this, Dad. Yesterday, I, I'm in Miami, and I got lost, okay, uh, in super. Isn't that hard to do? Yeah, <laughs> in Miami. Gosh. And I was like, Hello, where are you guys at now? Nobody's talking to me. How do I get here? And and then, uh, lo and behold, I'm at the light. I'm on my GPS, which was not working right. I'm in Miami in the middle of just a really creepy part of town, in my opinion. And uh, so all I had to do was turn right, and there I was on 95. I was like, well, that's cool. I just trust more often. So you ask and you receive when you believe, right? And, all right. Uh, yeah, that's what I feel. But anyway. Um, that's what, that's what I think. You can always ask Jesus to say, Hey Jesus, I believe you died for me and uh come on in and live in my heart. Let's have some fun. Make 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 a lot of Christ fun. will do that. If you'll ask, Christ will come in. Absolutely. That's what I did. And uh, you know, that's all you have to do. And a friend of mine said, Is that it? That's easy. Why doesn't everybody do it? You know, that's I wonder that myself. Why don't I do it? You know, next week if if uh, if you have me on, I want to talk of King David. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of things about King David, and everybody says, "Well, he slew the giant." I'm not going to talk about the giant that much, but I want to talk about King David. Uh, All right. Yeah, cool. King David, love it. All right, everybody uh, who's here now and uh, who listens now and will listen later, enjoy. We love you, and Dad and I will be back on same bat channel, same bat time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Dad. Bye.